Welcome to the Seminar 25 Commentary. I'm the Director, Marcus Beatty. Joining me today on this fantastic commentary day is the fantastic editor of Seminar, as well as an actress and writer on this particular episode, the fantastic Marley Norton. Hello. And I'm really I'm fantastic. You are fantastic. Yes, I'm. I'm hung up on on uh, descriptive language right now. So, and joining us also is the web panda himself, the man with the man who is coming off his writing debut of uh, Defiant and continuing his story here. The fantastic Brian Oldham. Hello. <laughs> He's back. I can't get rid of the man. Uh, not. Not until all the horsemen have ridden. <laughs> and this is Seminar 25. Our, welcome to April, everybody, because that's when this show will actually air. And um, yeah, that's what I got on that one. Uh, I think I think TN terrorism starts off. Yeah, can you tell I'm, I'm I plan for stuff ahead of time? <laughs> My coordination levels yeah. low. But we have T and Terrorism, I believe, on the front show of this um, particular seminar, which is Marley Norton's piece. Um, actually, it's Brian first. It's Brian's first. Oh, okay. See, everybody, this is how long ago I listened to 25, in case anybody's wondering. But um, Marley is in Time's Opening as an actress, and she was... She was an editor on it also. This Actually, this script was when Seminar switched editors. So I got to draft two with Jeffrey and then up to the the shooting script with Marley. Wow. Yeah, I think this was actually the, the very first script I, I approved for Seminar. It was Richard Franks. I can't remember which, but they were, they were both about the same time. Yeah. There comes and our, here we are. Here we are into, into part two of Times Quartet. Yes, opening with with Mal, who is pestilence. And this one, I lucked out because I actually got to pull. I actually found some old like '60s surf music to drop into this show. Yeah, I, I love the music. It just <laughs> captures the mood. And I love. I wondered when when Xander got the part because obviously he had not read the first script. I'm like. It, 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 does he have any clue who his character is or what's going on? <laughs> I don't think he does, but he does by now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love how how he gave him not just a surfer accent, but like an Australian surfer accent. <laughs> what I love was Mar was putting Marley in this show as our IRS <laughs> agent <laughs> because oh, yeah. her against Melissa Hearn is just such a wonderful mix. Well, there were times when I honestly backed away from my speakers just because these women both have such strong personalities. Yeah. And, and that's, what yeah. I, that's what I wanted, though, with this one, because I had to pair somebody against Melissa who could hold her ground. Oh, yeah. And um, as, as everyone heard last month, or the month before, um, Mel is really scary as McBride, but I, uh, Marley just, I love Marley's attitude, because uh, you, you do have this very powerful attitude with the character, and there was a lot of improving. Um, yes. I will say that, and I love it when actors improv, because um, I, I feel like, you know, once I hand off the script, 
it no. it really it belongs to the actors and the director. I feel like I should hang up because you're not supposed to be saying these sorts of things with the actor actually on the line. <laughs> well, I had a really good editor on this one too. <laughs> wow, he's just sucking up big time here, isn't he? Golly, folks. Let me get my boots yeah. on. Hold on a second. It's but, getting deep. But uh, you're right, though, that um, McBride is so intense, you needed someone just as powerful. I, I did love Marley's improv stone. That's the reason they got in was because I don't know what you did, but you had a lot of fun with just improving lines in this in this scene. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't remember which ones they are. <laughs> well, well, it made it made Rosa a much more devious sort of character. She was actually much more bland in the script because you know I was imagining IRS agent, you know, an accountant with a badge, but. Uh, you know, I, I get the feeling that that's not Rosen's backstory. Got it. Now let's get you to the hotel gift shop. <clears throat> and yes, I do this transition music that's insane because I had to. <laughs> Especially since how that scene ends with the, with her like no 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 that you we're coming up for the next scene and she's going to be playing this this airhead. Yeah. <laughs> So and and I will say now that there's a, a lot of transitions in Brian's shows. The next one actually has more transitions, but I, I honestly say, well, while this while this one is while 25 is good, 26 is 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 a really good show. Yeah, and I say from the standpoint of after doing both of them, I like 26 better. <laughs> well, well, that's okay because the next month is actually my my favorite of. The, the three that are done so far, too. But, yeah, me too. Um, and we'll talk a lot about that one next month. Um, yes. But, yes. Or, uh, when, I, when we do for, it. For, for this one, one of the questions I've gotten from the few that have seen the script is, what was I thinking? What was I smoking? <laughs> um, Those are from me, in case anybody's wondering. Go back and listen. And from Cat Pride. Um, and basically, I wanted each of the stories to be different, you know, to, to have um, a unique tone, and so I just wanted to go 180 from the previous police procedural kind of tone, um, and what was funny was actually this: the first draft of this came in really short, so there was a whole bunch of... Um, info dump that got moved from the first episode to this one, which you'll hear in a little bit. <laughs> oh, and here's an improv. I only put in the beginning of the Miranda rights, and um, Mel went and found the whole thing somewhere and delivered the whole... The whole line, yeah. Yeah. And they got that big hit on him. I thought that was just great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I flinch every time I hear that. Um, and that her punching him was something that was questioned by by my editors. Um, you know, it's, it's police it's brutality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is she a little unhinged? Hmm. <laughs> ah, and Paul. I love Paul's delivery. He's so quiet and in control. 
kind of tied up by Miss Psycho Redhead here. And it's consistent. You know, he doesn't explode, so it's really good to have him at this even keel level in the show. Yes. There's actually, I uh, I hate to sound like a total geek, but this part of the scene was actually based on The Empire Strikes Back. The, it's, there's the deal that, that Mort and McBride have, and them renegotiating the deal was, to me, like... Vader and Lando, how their deal kept changing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be caught like this. I should be giving you the play, cop babe. Your powers. This is just such a. This is a great show, though. I mean, because. And also, the weird part is you both act in this show in different capacities. Because Brian's actually a student in this script. Oh right. Well, well, what happened was (laughs) Cat. Um, I am to me and asked me to explain the story and and the change and I explained it little and she was like no no tell me more and so I just rambled on and then she said okay great I'm going to drop that into the script <laughs> and said oh by the way you're a student now and and apparently yeah. so am I awkward enough as that is uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get I'm gonna get thrown out of the classroom before the end of the season though. Uh, <laughs> oh, and here I got a note back from uh, Jeffrey on this cryptic dialogue about playing your cards. I was like, just wait for the next script. Like, hmm, could that mean something next month? Game over, man. The weird part is with, with, with Brian's scripts, I wound up doing a lot of Foley. This one I had to do a little bit of Foley on, but the next one I had to do almost all the Foley on. <clears throat> and it's it's awkward. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the next one, um, I actually worked with Marley to cut it down to 15 pages. Wow. Because it ran over. It was the longest <laughs> script I'd written. And um, yet still, it's it's like a movie in 15 minutes. <laughs> Very true, it is. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. We'll, we'll be talking about that one. Later, next, soon. As soon as I nail oh, down a date. Here's one of Marley's improvs. You've got him? The plan worked? I mean, of course the plan worked. <laughs> I, oh, I know. I just let her go nuts with that one. I was doing, there was like, this is like take number three, where she's like going on and da 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 da. I'm like, I'm leaving it all in, because I don't like it. The script need that needed that moment of, you know, step out. I while while yeah. I I like Marley having Marley and there's a strong character I also like using her as a little bit of comic relief in the script yeah <laughs> and that's also sort of why I made um, McBride's addiction grippier floats because I didn't want people to think that she was a drunk or you know that like I need a Cosmo after this yeah. uh, and I thought chocolate was too stereotypical so it it's just something a little silly because yeah and there he is. It's Brian, everybody. Oh yeah, this is this is what Cat got out of me in an IM conversation. So not only did she ninja cast, she had me ninja ghost right. You, you got to be very careful what you say to her because she's a danger when she's writing. <laughs> I'll remember that because I write I write a show that she's in. Oh yeah, see that's what you got to do. You got to get her back with that little bit of revenge you can now, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Defiant 36, I'll get my revenge. I, I, su- I suggest launching her at an airlock. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't. I also did, I changed my mixing style when I did this show. Seminar 25 is actually mixed differently than I've mixed past shows. Um, where I used to mix the instructors separately. In this case, I mixed the instructor with the shows. So I'm trying a new mixing style to go ahead and get my levels better balanced on the shows. And I think it works a lot better now that I'm doing it this way. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm actually trying a few different things. Plus, I changed a few of the effects for transitions and stuff, and uh, I've gotten rid of the digital little squee thing because I was getting annoyed by it myself. And so I, I moved to a, a more relaxed, instru- more more relaxed transitions for the uh, into the instructor roles. Mm-hmm. And now we go into to tea and terrorism. With so this was. The- the this very first script you wrote, right, Marley? Yeah, um, this is in fact the only script I've written so far. Um, I'm going to be doing Ghostbusters when that comes down, but this was really interesting to do. I, you know, just listening to this, this is the first time I've actually um, had a script of mine go all the way through the process and actually hear something come out the other end. Um, as well as with the edits, we're um, just starting to get to the point where the scripts I've edited are, are actually being released. and. And it's very it's it's um it's great to finally hear because I feel like up until this point everything has been theory. Like, you know, I'm when Jeffrey offered me the the role of the editor, it's sort of like, you know, you know, Jeffrey I haven't really written very much. Um it's kind of the blind leading the blind here. Um but now I can actually like sort of hear what the what the effects of the changes actually are and, and hopefully I can bring that back to my editing and my writing and improve. And I did step a little bit beyond your script in the beginning. In the beginning of your script, you had just footsteps and them walking and talking. I actually added the car on mm-hmm. because I had I was I, I like to set a stage, and in the course of that, I wasn't sure how they got there, so I had to bring them into the scene. And so I, I like continue a conversation they were having in the car. Now they're walking up the steps to the door, and I think it added a little bit more to it than. I, I'm sorry. I hope you don't kill me for it, but <laughs> I do no, that sometimes. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I step beyond the script sometimes to to build an element, and I transition music right when that door opens too, which is really kind of mean of me. But yeah, I caught that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I go from like this eerie music, so you don't know what's going to happen, and then right into this classical piece of lighthearted music. You know, I'm like the heck. People are like what the heck, and that's what it's made to do. It's made to affect your ears a little bit. <laughs> well, I was actually glad that you were willing to to add more stuff in in terms of foley and stuff like that because that's you know yeah I didn't really know how to write sound effects or anything like that so it's like well I'll write all the stuff I know has to go in and then I'll just hope the director does something good. <laughs> oh gee, thank you, Marley. Oh, let me see. Where's that list that I have with her name on? Let me move it up another slot. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I keep people's names on a list that uh, I got to get back at someday. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. <clears throat> Currently, there's keep there's people mind. much higher keep on the list. <laughs> that that could have repercussions, man. I could yeah. send you some really nasty stuff down the line. <laughs> yeah, you, could, you you could send me my own stuff, and that would be horrible. We don't want my scripts <laughs> coming to me because I write seven minute jokes and. <laughs> <laughs> 
But where did T and terrorism really come? And now I got to say that I didn't realize that T and terrorism, when you shorten it down, becomes T N T. I actually didn't realize that either until you pointed it out to me. <laughs> I was like, "Well, if you shorten it T N T, I just just noticed that." Uh, well, um, there's sort of a bunch of things I was thinking of at the same time. Um, I actually have Ryan to thank of even for having the idea of writing a seminar script because he was he was um, looking for people to give him feedback on part one of Times Quartet, and that was sort of the thing that was like, oh right, seminar scripts. You know, maybe I should think about writing one. Um, along the same time, um, I feel like there was a um, we were sort of in a lull in terms of like interesting women's roles that were coming down the pipe. You know. Oh, look, more nurses, more secretaries, more whores. Um, and rather than, you know, whine about it, it's like, well, I could actually do something constructive, and okay, if I were to write a script with roles I would want to play, what kinds of roles would I write? And it turns out the answer is a bunch of um, ruthless, highly competent people who secretly rule the world. So there you are. And I will say I had, a, I had some rough times with this script, and... I don't think I did it the full justice it deserved, but I hope I did a somewhat competent job on it. Um, and there's there's points in the script, and here I go messing up my voice again. <laughs> I need to keep like a, a big drink near me, but <clears throat> I remember um, you had a few li a few sequences that I I couldn't pull off, and I, it may just be my inexperience with with editing. Um, like there was a, a a point where there was a chatter line where where I separate the, I, I want to separate in the group basically where some move off one way and our, our primary focus moves off to another area. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. I was wondering how you were going to do that. And yeah, I think and, that worked. And instead I, I tried a thousand different ways to pull it off and I couldn't get what I, what I wanted to hear. And it was, it was driving me nuts literally. So I wound up having to just move them out of the sequence and they, we actually moved to the side on footsteps, but, this one was a big cast for me, mm -hmm. um, when it, because it's a cast that's constantly in the room together, mm -hmm. and I've got like <clears throat> some of the better voices in Pendant sitting in here. I've got Fiona Thrail, I've got Susan Bridges, Tracy Hall. I've got some some great, fantastic voices. You got Kim Giannopoulos tucked in there, and <clears throat> and Andy Andy's um, debut. Andy yeah, and Andy's Fontenot? debut. Uh, uh, Andrea Fontenot, yes. And that's her debut. This is her debut, basically. And it, I mean, it was such a real mix. And the weird thing is, this cast was completely different until Miss Fontenot's lines came in, and then the whole script, and then the whole cast changed. <laughs> Literally in a moment, I I sat there and listened to the final auditions, and one of hers was one of the last ones to come in. I was like, I'm changing the entire cast now because I found my newbie. <laughs> In both respects, both in the script and and doing voice acting, <clears throat> and that's what, what, when I put Susan in, and I put uh, Fiona Thrale in, and I put Fiona mid-channel, as she's a center point for a lot of the show. But she does a fantastic vocals in this. <laughs> yeah, I really like I really like the way Fiona Fiona does this part. You know, when I was writing. Um, you know, you get to the point where you sort of are looking at your script and it's like, hmm, who would my dream cast be? And I was sort of thinking about Fiona for, for Lady Grey. 
But then I was sort of like, well, she's starting to sound kind of British in my head. Am I just, am I just saying, oh, the British actress should play the British role? But um, <laughs> I think, I think it works really well. Oh, the gun. Scene. The gun falls oh, out. And in case you're wondering, <laughs> the other th- the other items that fall out of the purse is a pair of nunchucks, and one was like a, a um, falling dish of sound effects. So that I had to I had to have a bunch of other stuff fall out before it because I figured it's buried at the bottom, you know, of this bag she's carrying. So uh, well, it's even harder to draw then. <laughs> That was the whole object. She's trying to hide it from them anyway, so I figure she's got it buried with a few other things in there. So I'd like this bunch... I'm trying to figure out... I need a bunch of, of thumbs to fall and then clunk with the gun, basically. It was actually very funny because I had this idea that I wanted to have that scene in there, and it was like... I actually don't know anything about guns, so it was like... <laughs> I actually had to go do research about what kind of gun would be stupid enough yet possible. That's the hard part about writing right there. You actually have to sit there and when you decide you want a sequence, you go, do I know enough about this topic to write this sequence properly? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there's some problems in the businesses I list, too. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like it's already dated. Like it shouldn't be Bush anymore and it shouldn't be like, yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's not with Chrysler anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I know they're they're all gone now. But uh, well, we're going with we'll we'll just keep it in anyway. It was (laughs) it was written before the uh, you know year began. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bush was president when I wrote it. (laughs) And it's hard to plan ahead, you know. So Mm -hmm. you go with what you got. <laughs> I love that. No, <laughs> that was that was a fun mix right there because I really had to bring the the, the ladies' lines into somewhat of a form, but there was going to be some overflow to them. So, mm-hmm. and actually, I did a little bit more to the goodbye lines as she's leaving because they each gave me like three or four different versions, so I just doubled them up, mm-hmm. and so they each get like two sequences in that goodbye, and then. You get that pause. The hard part with this show, I think, with with, with your show, was the me, me doing the pacing. I had a hard time getting the pacing right in this show. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want it to run too fast, but I also didn't want to slow it down. Mm-hmm. And the way some of the yeah. lines go, it was hard to balance out my, need, my, my, my speed focus. Yeah, so it was actually very funny that this this um, script was paired with um, Brian's part two because um, as I was listening to them together, I was realizing what the horseman's problem is, is they need someone like Lady Grey to be pestilence. <laughs> she would just make a much better pestilence. None of this, none of this fooling around and falling for stupid gags. <laughs> it is a kind of cruel pairing when you think about it, if only because, you know... <clears throat> We we have this, this this pack of ladies that have conquered the world and no one noticed. <laughs> and well, I think the moral of this seminar is that 
a girl can grow up to do anything because you've got, you know, Rosamund McBride who take down a horseman. And we have the IRS yes. agent who helps. Yeah, see, that was my secret plan, to, to create a set of role models for the next generation. <laughs> role models. Young ladies, go out and learn to conquer the world today through chemicals and technology. One to grow on. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> what? <laughs> Too much Saturday morning TV for me. The nanny will console him. <laughs> I do love that lot, that, that, that the sequence and the scripting with them talking about their whole plan here. We should take him in. It was funny. I always um, I thought of Kimun and Sevan as sort of like the the Statler and Waldorf of the piece. Um, just the way they're sort of sitting there, like saying awful things where everyone can hear, <laughs> providing commentary on the action. <laughs> and that's what I well, I saw them like as these these sisters that are competitive with each other almost. And that's the end of Seminar 25. Well, not now, now this is the I, end. I have one question for Marley. Are we ever going to see these characters again? I don't know. Um, so I I had a, another script with these characters um, that's about half written and has been sitting on my hard drive for about two or three months at this point. Um, I keep going back and forth on whether I'm actually going to finish it, but... As I as a teaser, I will tell you that the working title is Mad Cow. <laughs> oh, Mad Cow. Yes. Well, as we wrap up here, we're not going to let Brian say goodbye. No, we're not. He said goodbye one too many shows now, and he's grounded till next show. So we are going to let Marley Norton close us out tonight. Marley, what do you got to say to the nice people? Oh, I'm supposed to say something? Yeah, um, you, you get to say goodnight. Send me, send me seminar scripts. My queue's empty. <laughs> We're going to play a game, everybody. It's called Make Marley's Email Box Explode. Yes. <laughs> it makes me nervous when it's not full. <laughs> say goodnight, Marley. Goodnight. Seminar theme by David Alexander McDonald. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.